Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's Joe Varden from The Athletic talking about whether or not the Cavs would make moves. I want to ask Jason Lloyd about that here momentarily. However, Donovan Mitchell was asked after the Cavs' big win over the Washington Wizards. I can't say it's a big win. They beat a nine-win basketball team, but a nice win over the Washington Wizards. Donovan Mitchell, who scored 40 points last night, was asked whether or not the Cavs need anything at the trade deadline. Well, I mean, the fact that I didn't know it was tomorrow, I think, speaks volumes. Um, I think we're, I think we're in good shape. You know, I think every, I don't think anybody in the locker room is thinking about it. Like I said, the fact that I don't think we've ever talked about it outside of other teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that just speaks volumes to what we got going on here. And you know, I think we're in good shape. You know, I think we all think that and feel that, and we have we have a lot to accomplish with this group. So I think we're excited about that. Donovan Mitchell yesterday, love what he had to say. What'd you think of that, Jason? Uh, everybody in the NBA knows when the trade deadline is. Everything else is fine. I agree. They don't need. They, there's no move out there to make right now. Well, he said he'd be. They were interested. Like you had to do your job. You can't. If you're Kobe Altman and Mike Ganzi, you can't just sit there and go, "No, we're good." Like you have to of look course. up anything. Yes, of course. So, but I, I also think like, who would I? Is there anybody I'd be interested in in letting go right now to to bring in? Like I don't know who you can bring in. I mean, some people calling about Kyle Kuzma a month ago but it's like eh. he makes a ton of money yeah so where else <laughs> what am i supposed to do like I, they all have they all have their roles like before the season started be like yeah i'd like to move on from isaac okoro and i'm like oh, he's starting to hit a shot here or there and i'd like his defense karis lavert a lot of people were going after karis lavert last year but i think he's become a little it feels like he's become a little bit more consistent maybe some numbers don't back me up on that but he feels like he's become a little bit more consistent i've really liked karis lavert this year there's nobody really where else I would I would go with any of this. And they brought Karis LeVert back. I thought they had to, but they they did. The, everything is predicated by the cap. Every move that you make is predicated by the cap. And the cap isn't – it's not difficult to understand if you really dig into it, but it drives everything that it, – it drives conversations. It, it prevents things from happening that if you don't know the cap, you understand you, – you wouldn't understand why it doesn't get done. And that's not to that's not trying to sound like hoity toity or anything. You just the cap drives everything. And when a guy's making thirty million dollars and you're only three million from the tax line, well then you gotta send them back twenty, twenty five million in salary. Mm-hmm. And who on this team are you willing to part with that's making that type of scratch? Mm. And so that's why Call it scratch. Scratch. So that's why All right, daddy and, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't go into the tax right now. That would be it would actually be irresponsible at this point to go to the tax and start that tax clock now because it's going to haunt you years from now. It may not matter now, but it's going to haunt you in a few years, and it's just not worth it. If Anthony Davis becomes available and you want to go to the tax, okay, that's not happening. So it's for just a random rotation player that may or may not be better than what you have, it's not worth starting the, the luxury tax repeat offender clock for just a random anybody. So you have to stay under that tax line. Well, I, I don't think there's any big carrot out there that's dangling right now. So the next question you have to ask, even if there were, 
And people have called in about you-know-who in the past already. I'm not going to bring him up because I told you, and I'm a man of my word, I was going to leave it there, and that's where it was when you told me what you told me at 8 o'clock. And if you want to hear what, what Jason told me at 8 o'clock, go back and listen, 92.3thefan.com, and absolutely on the free, absolutely free Odyssey app. Going back to 8 o'clock and what Jason said, which he said could have taken over the show, but you know I'm the police around here, so I made sure it didn't. But you see if, how it could have. Yeah, oh, absolutely it could have. I, I saw. I, I figured the phone lines would light up. That's why I said two and two only, and then I took a third, and we ended up getting bit yeah, by but it. but you're a man of your word. So I asked you guys. I am a man of my word, but I'm easily manipulated. <laughs> so I have to ask this next question. What, how high is the Cavs ceiling? And I think when you really start to think about this, I'm trying not to be – I am a homer, and I have no problem admitting that. But I also have to try – I have to attempt – to be realistic about it. All right, Boston's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I don't think Milwaukee's going away. Agree. What do I make of the Knicks and Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart and everybody? Like, I know they beat the brakes off us last year. Yep. Respect where it's deserved. But I feel like this, and I don't want to get fooled again. That's why when we talk about ceilings, I, I, I want to go through all these doors, but I want to be careful because I really thought that they would beat the Knicks, and you, you didn't want to get a bunch of hell on Twitter. You were kind of going, meh, last year. I remember trying to call you out on it. You really wouldn't commit to it, and then you ended up being right. What do I make of the Knicks right now? They're still not a, a good matchup for this team, but I don't think you have to. You're not going to face them right away, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay. Um, Philly, you got Philly, three Philly, and a half more weeks until. Philly is a problem. Tell me why. If they fall without Embiid, you don't want to see Philly in the first round. You don't want – if you're the Cavs, you do not want to see Philly in the first round. I, I'm – that's kind of what I'm more So if you – I mean, if you're the two seed and they fall to seven, you're the three seed, six. You know, three, six, that would be a bad matchup. For seeing them. the wrong team in a matchup, seeing the 76ers. You know, the Knicks again, that would just be, like, if they lost to the Knicks again, I'd feel like an Ohio State fan that just lost to Michigan again. Guys, remember, I'm not a big Ohio State fan, so I know that's not the same thing, but that's how I feel about the Knicks losing, or the Cavs losing to the Knicks again. If they lost to Philadelphia, that's the one that you have to point attention to. Like, boy, if you lost that one, it's like, all right, if you played, if we thought that they were going to be like a five seed, and they played the 76ers who were a four seed, or three, three six, whatever, and you lost to Joel Embiid in the 76ers, if I were to tell you that back in January, you'd be okay, yeah, that's the way it goes. But now, I think that might throw you into a tizzy. I mean, they're only a game out of the four spot. They're, in, they're, they're the two seed right now, but they're a game out of four. And I, So I, it's still very tightly bunched. And if they bring back Joel Embiid and they fall to that seven seed, that's where I'm going, man, I... Yeah, yeah you... If they lose in the first round, it's again, it's it, all doesn't, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. People are getting fired if they lose in the first round. Yeah. And yeah. when you say ceiling, though, that's different to me than expectation. A ceiling is how high you can go if everything goes right. Expectation is this is what I expect out of you. I don't expect them to make the conference finals, but I think their ceiling is the conference finals. If the matchups fall right, if they're hot at the right time. You got to get lucky. If you get a couple breaks go your way, they can make conference finals. Uh-huh. I don't think they can get by Boston. I think Boston's just enormous. They're long. They're athletic. They're really good, and they've been there before. And they're they're grizzled and experienced. And I think this might be their year, especially certainly to come out of the East. I think. And I agree with you on Milwaukee. 
listen, Milwaukee's got Giannis. You've always got a chance. And, and Dame now, they don't guard very well, but I think that's a veteran team that's bored, and they'll be fine. They're the Chiefs of the NBA. Well, that's a terrible comparison well, to make. But the Chiefs, we kept saying all year long. That, I didn't say I, it was I don't, I don't mean that they're as dominant as the Chiefs. I mean, we spent all season saying what's wrong with the Chiefs, uh-huh. and they're in the Super Bowl. You I didn't get, say it was a bad comparison. Could, I said it made me uncomfortable. It could easily be the same thing with Milwaukee. Yeah. It, but my expectation is they better get out of the first round. They better at least get to the second round. Well, ceilings, it, ceilings and expectations, and yeah, I'm going to parse words here. Ceilings and expectations become two different things. Right. And So what's their ceiling? You I think said, the ceiling is the NBA Finals. I think they could possibly, and it, something would, has to happen to Boston. A lot, to go their way. a lot of things have to go, but I do believe that their ceiling, like they could get to the NBA Finals. I think their ceiling on the downside, I think their ceiling, their ceiling on the downside is the Eastern Conference Finals. What I think their goals are is to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say definitively they can't make the finals. That would be foolish. But typically, historically, in the NBA, there are steps to this. Last year was step one, getting to the playoffs. True. This year would be step two, advancing to the playoffs. Next year would be a finals expectation. Even or, Golden State had to go through it yeah, with Mark did. Jackson. And, and so Boston went through those steps. Milwaukee went through those steps. That's typ- You typically don't go from bouncing the first round, winning one game, to the NBA Finals yeah. in back-to-back years. That's generally not how it goes. So I can't say – I'm not going to rule it out, but I can't say that that's the ceiling for them because that would be unrealistic to me. And that's why – well, it, and to think even bigger picture here, that's why signing Donovan Mitchell to some sort of a deal. Like if you were to get – and hey, some things have broken your way. I get that. But if you were to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and say you lose in six games to Boston, which would be, you know, that, that'd be fine. I would, I would look at this as a, as a successful season. If you lost in six games to Boston, then I'd have to go, all right, we've done a ton of winning here. Yeah. Now let's see if we can put some pen to paper. And if we get to a point where this is just going to be untenable here over the next couple of years, then fine. We can all part as friends. Right. And, and we could, quote, unquote, blow this thing up and move on if we really wanted to. But I, I got to keep something going if they were to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If they were to lose in the first round – to Philly, to the Knicks, to whoever, then I think it's all on the table. Yeah. But if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, like I got to go, hey, I know you said you want to be in New York, but we're doing some kicking ass here. Well, let's see if we can keep this thing going, buddy. Even if they make it, I, I, I will. I think he should sign here. I think he should stay here. And I know people would be think that I'm like I'm anti Cavs and anti Donovan. That's not it at all. It's not it at all. I think it's a good business decision. For Absolutely, him to stay here. it is. He should stay here, but you don't know what's in his heart. You don't know where he wants to go. I mentioned yesterday, Kawhi Leonard won a championship in Toronto and left anyway True, and went home and went to LA. So you don't know what a guy's true, what he wants, but I think he should sign an extension this summer that then he stays at least through next year. Mm -hmm. So you have definitely one more year with him and then you can worry about it after that, but it buys you more time. At least I think it's the best decision for all parties involved, but if they lose in the first round, Oh boy, that's going to be a hard sell to him and people are getting fired. Mitch Spinell presents Mitch Please at 940. There's people who don't know Mitch's last name, so I wanted to make sure. There's some people who thought it was just Please. So I want to make sure that Mitch's last name is there. Mitch Spinell presents Mitch Please at 940. Up next, is there one current Brown starter after all these coaching hires who better watch his back? I'm going to get that answer from Mary Kay Cabot next on The Fan. We'll talk more about this coming up here in a bit, but we want to talk to Mary Kay Cabot because the Browns made some hirings. And Mary Kay Cabot joins us live from fabulous Las Vegas. And she's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Yellow Mary Kay. Hey, how are you guys? Thank you very much for joining us. Have we you know been to a- bed yet? Oh. Have you been in the casino tables right all night? Ahead. 
No casino time for me yet. Yet. Mary ah, Kay, I like that one. You don't strike me as much of a gambler. No, I'm really not. I, I'm really not. I, I enjoy Vegas, but not necessarily for the gambling. I can see that. Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the show. The Browns have hired Andy Dickerson as their new offensive line coach. Let me start with this. Could Jed Will's days as a starter be numbered? Well, you know, they'll have to see. I mean, first of all, Jack Conklin should be coming back off of a knee injury as well. And, you know, so you have three bona fide starting tackles. They're just going to have to figure out how that's all going to shake out. But the Browns like Jed Wills a lot more than it seems like the fans do. And I think they feel like he made strides last year. And, you know, they're just going to have to see how that goes as they move forward. Hindsight's great. And when Dickerson was announced, it was like, of course it's Andy Dickerson. That's why they were interviewing him for the OC job. Do you think that this was a uh, premeditated interview early on, knowing that this was a possibility that they were going to lose Bill? Well, yeah, I think so. I'm sure it had something to do with it. You know, bring him in as a bona fide OC candidate, also knowing that uh, he might be able to fill another role for you. A lot of times they'll identify guys that they really like and if it doesn't work out at one spot, it might work out at another. So I'm sure they probably had to have that in the back of their minds. Mary Kay, obviously a lot of conversation has been about calling plays. Do you have a gut feeling right now who you think would? I, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I think it's been beaten to death. But, I mean, we only get you one day a week. I got to ask you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Kevin for right now. I'm going to say Kevin. I wrote a column about it the other day. And I outlined all the reasons why I feel like it should be him. And, you know, if you read that, I think it would seem to make sense to anybody who read it, who reads that, that that's how it needs to go. That doesn't mean it will end up going that way. Maybe they have it in their minds that, you know, Kevin needs to just oversee the whole operation and let someone else call the plays. But I don't think that should happen this year. I haven't asked you about Nick Chubb in a while. He's on the books for $16 million. I don't think he's getting that. Do you think that there's common ground where they can find some sort of uh, piece on both sides to get... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Something done, maybe an incentive deal to get him back here? I think so. I know they're going to work hard to make that happen. Uh, You certainly don't want things ending with Nick Chubb on any kind of a bad note. Not at all. Team, uh, in so many ways, he's the face of this franchise or has been for so many years. And they're going to work really hard to make sure that they come up with something that works for them and that works for Nick. And I I would think uh, that with him coming off such a a major knee surgery that he would definitely be open to, as you mentioned, an incentive-laden contract or something along those lines. So the awards are tonight. The NFL honors are tonight. Uh, You have Jim Schwartz, who's up for assistant of the year, Kevin Stefanski for coach of the year, Joe Flacco for comeback player of the year. Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. Out of those four, who's likely to get some some hardware tonight? Well, I really think that uh, Miles and Kevin, there's so much support for them uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. You know, you could just see it, you know, in terms of what happened with some of the other awards. Uh, AP, First Team All-Pro, Miles got the most votes for that. It's the same voters, same 50 voters for Player of the Year. So I really think that those Two guys have plenty of momentum for for those awards. But, you know, I just wouldn't rule out the other guys either. I mean, both of them, uh, you can make a strong case for both. If Kevin wins a second Coach of the Year award, what does that do to uh, a contract extension in terms of the numbers? I would think that would elevate the price quite a bit. Well, you want to come to the the bargaining table with with two uh, coach of the years on your resume. There's no question about that, but uh, he was going to get that extension anyways, even if he didn't win, or even if he doesn't win, he's getting that extension and it should be coming, you know, fairly soon. So, um, you know, it's, it's good for him, but I, I don't think it'll be a, a life changing award per se. Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the show. Is there a, with Miles Garrett, it seems like more and more he's going to be able to get this award. I'm actually talking myself into it. I didn't think there was going to be a chance. Uh, I am reading a couple of people in Pittsburgh. They're talking about the narrative surrounding Miles Garrett. Does it feel like it's his turn? Is it? Does it feel like, hey, it's just it's his time to get the award here? Yes, it really does feel like uh, it's it's his turn, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that T.J. Watt and and J.J. Watt are not going to be very all because TJ led the league in sacks and he also had four forced fumbles like miles and he had eight passes defense and he scored a touchdown and you know, he had a, a phenomenal season and he finished strong. So I think they're, you know, they're probably not going to be too thrilled with it. The Steelers aren't going to be happy with it. Steelers fans are not going to be happy if miles wins. Uh, but I do think that it just seems like the voters were ready to, to give this one to miles. One more on the play calling. Andrew Barry is so calculated with everything that he says. I thought it was interesting that he 
wanted on. I I felt like he wanted on the record. He went out of his way to say he felt like one of Kevin's greatest strengths was play calling. Did that stick out to you at all, or am I making too much of that? No, he's consistently said that, and he repeated it at his uh, wrap-up press conference. So he's always felt that way about Kevin. So I'm not really surprised about that. Um, but I think that, you know, that also means that he's under strong consideration to do it again. Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the show. What's the future for Amari Cooper from what you're hearing from anybody at, at the Super Bowl? I mean, is, is there a restructure going on? What, what, what could we see? Um, you know what? I, I, I don't think necessarily that they have to do that okay. uh, because the, as the years go by, that $24 million cap hit for a receiver of his caliber uh, starts to look not so bad. If you, you know, you look at some of the top receivers and they're in the thirties. So, you know, they probably would end up restructuring him just to create some more cap space with so many guys uh, with big, big numbers this year, but it's not, there's no super sense of urgency to get that done. Who'd you vote for, for the hall of fame? Oh my gosh! You know I'm not. I, I you know I'm not serious. You know I'm not Hi. serious, Mary Kay. Goodness gracious! Uh, what what was what is the what is it like? What is the uh, what is the experience like voting for that? It's great. It's it's a tremendous honor. It's uh, it's a long, long day. It's a long process, and it's a huge responsibility. So, uh, you know, it's it's really amazing to be a part of that. And I was thinking, you know, today, if, if Miles does win this NFL Defensive Player of the Year award, there could be some time in the not-too-distant future, of course, five years after he would be done. Of course. Um, when, you know, when I could be in there deliberating on Miles. It really, really helps to have an NFL Defensive Player of the Year award on your resume. So, um, you know, so he could be amongst uh, amongst the players that we're voting on. This is all very weird because it's like there's this big fight between Browns and Steelers fans between T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. And I'm like, well, they're both probably going to just be first ballot Hall of Famers. It's just when they retire. I think it would be kind of odd if they ended up going into the Hall of Fame together in the same class. But I, I do want to ask you, though, about the Kelseys. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey spoke about Miles today. If this is Travis's last game in the NFL, is there a possibility... Travis and Jason Kelsey could be in the same Hall of Fame class. Uh, yes, yes, there is there is a possibility of that. Um, Travis is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I asked Travis yesterday if if he was done, and he he wouldn't he wouldn't give that up. Um, you know, he just said that you know he's got one more game, and he thinks he would it would be silly for him to give it up when he still loves the game so much. So he, you know, he started down that road of maybe, you know, maybe I've got this one more game, and then he kind of dialed it back and said, you know, I love the game too much. Uh, so I, I don't think that he is is ready to to hang it up yet. You have to re- really be ready to do that. You don't want to have regrets that you left too early. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes, but it's certainly possible. Mary Kay, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy Las Vegas. Enjoy everything. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thanks. Mary Kay Cabot on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. It will be offered live. Call it a chef's table, if you will. Jason Lloyd in for Anthony Lima. Jason is a mover and a shaker. He's a hustler, baby. So you know a little bit about the stadium stuff. A little bit. If you're just yeah. joining us this morning, the Browns, or excuse me, the Haslams, 
have bought 176 acres of land. Reportedly. Reportedly. Reportedly have bought 176 acres of land between 71 and the highway in Brook Park where the Ford plant. The Ford plant, yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people are going, ooh, that's spicy. Uh, I would say, I'm guessing, I don't know much. One, wherever they put it, let's put a roof on the thing and just be done with it. Second of all, uh, mm, I think this is probably to get the, because I said, I said before, like, you guys had this big press conference together to announce this concert. I go, well, I I think they kind of wanted to show everybody they were working together on something. The other thing is, is I do think that this is to get the city to come to the table with something a little bit different now. Because I the, the renovation of the stadium, I don't know if I'd necessarily be for that, but we can talk about that over a period of time because this is going to happen a lot later than tomorrow. That stadium is a pig, and there's not enough lipstick in the world okay, to fix it. Okay, let's come on. It's a fair enough stadium. However, it probably would need replacing there. I'd like to see the stadium. Personally, I'd like to see the stadium stay downtown. Uh, I They can do what they want with 176 acres, obviously. They can build a stadium. 176 acres. Daryl has sent us some text. Daryl is on this right now. 92.3, the fan bronze beat reporter. Uh, he's he's responded to several tweets because people are like, well, it's a little close to the airport. He states that SoFi Stadium is very close to LAX. Is that true? SoFi is in Inglewood. I, that's what he wrote. I don't know where LAX is. I've never again. I've never no, been further no, no. west than Kansas City. No, SoFi is not anywhere near. It's LAX. not. It's not near an airport. No, it's in it's Inglewood. A- it's by the old Forum. It's by the old. Uh, it's about four miles it? away, 13 minutes. Okay. Okay, well, that's not that far away, my well, God. LA, but traffic. if you're looking at planes going over, probably four miles is... Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about 1,000 feet or four miles. Yeah. So 1,000 feet is obviously a lot closer. It's basically... That would be the site. Next to it, yeah. So you'd have to build it low, and you'd have to put it definitely way down deep into the into the dirt, wherever that would be. Uh, and it is a... It is a bargaining chip because you could do – and Andy came in here and talked about the Bears, and you could just sit on the land if you wanted to, which is perfectly well within which, their right. If if reportedly they bought this land, it's theirs. They can do what they want with it. It is interesting that they're they're renovating the airport right now. I think they're yeah. putting $2 billion into the airport or something. It's a, it's a crazy number. Yeah. And with that, that's also going to come probably some rerouting of the way that you get into the airport and things like that. Yeah. And when you're rerouting those roads – Putting a stadium down there, you know, if you're if that's in mind, uh, this would be a time to do that because you, you know two two birds one stone as you like to say, Ken. Mm-hmm. It would it would get to me and like listen, I'm not a master economist over here or anything like that, but it's like hey, you, you've lost population, you need business. Uh, it does bring in business now. One of the major criticisms is it's been eight to nine dates a year, and then a couple of concerts, and that's it, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, misuse of all the dates. Terrible. And that's part of the reason where it's like, hey, why don't you just tear the thing down, put a, put one up with a roof on it, and call it a day so we can have a little bit more than what we had already here. Because, I mean, basically, they seem to use Lucas Oil Stadium every single day of the year for some sort of an event over there. It's also attached to the convention center. And it's also attached to the convention center. Which the IX Center is not very far from what we're talking about. Oh, okay. What are you implying then? I'm actually not because I'm I. It is close, but I don't know that you could do what Indy's doing. I don't I don't have the geography laid out in my head. This is Jimmy now holds the hammer with the city, and I think the Browns have been frustrated in the past that they haven't been able to get the city's attention, and the city's busy with other things. It's not the Browns aren't a priority. There's just other issues at City Hall that they think are more important. And on this, that can be understandable as well. Is. I can see it, it both is. sides. But I've talked to people who have been involved with 
these stadium type projects and they said the time to do this is now. You don't wait to the last minute. You get going on this now. The lease is up, what, 28? Mm-hmm. So you need to have a plan in place. You need to have something going. So this, but this is a hammer to hold to say, if you don't play ball, we'll just go here. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the stadium has to go there because he could sit on that land. He could sell that land. He could develop it into something else. It doesn't have to be a stadium. But obviously, obviously, it can turn into a stadium. But you still have to get, you have to get it on the ballot. You have to pass it and you have to pay for it. Because I don't believe that Jimmy Haslam is going to pay for the whole thing out of pocket. I don't believe that. He'll have to pay for half. The going rate for these things is half. You got to put up half. Two one six four seven four double zero. Now Stan Cranky did pay for the whole thing, and it's SoFi. He paid for the whole thing, and the benefit to that is nobody can tell you what to do. You're in charge, and when you don't have public funding involved, there are no rules in terms of anything. Like it's your own private little thing over there. So there is a benefit to that. There is a benefit to but it. But I will say, last year at the owners' meetings, he was asked. Jimmy was asked point blank about putting a roof on a new stadium. And Jimmy said, half jokingly, but mostly serious, well, who's going to pay for it? So that tells me he doesn't necessarily want to write the check for the whole thing. But to build a new stadium, especially in this city, he's going to have to put up a substantial amount of money. All right, real quick. What could Brook Park do? Because it would be in Brook Park. What could Brook Park do to grease the rail then? Tax breaks. Okay. It's always. Because if it were built by him and that's everything, there still would be some taxes involved sure. on this. Yeah. So that would be the incentive to them. We got to make sure that's out there because my whole thing of it was when people were saying, well, to hell with it, they can build their own stadium downtown. I go, well, I don't think if I was one of the members of one of the umpteen members of city council we have here and I was the mayor, I would necessarily want a private building that size where they could do whatever they wanted to and all they had to do was pay tax on the land. I don't think I would necessarily want that. I would want a piece of what is coming in and coming out. I, I don't know if that would be the best thing for the future. Well, we're a long ways from that. But also, one other thing worth mentioning all this, I don't think these are connected. I don't think these are connected. I don't think these are connected. But Cleveland is also trying to bring women's soccer here, and they will need a place to play. And they're not going to play in a football stadium. No. So they will need another type of structure. Could you use that as a multi-use type of thing? Yes. Well, that would be obviously a lot smaller then, wouldn't it? Significantly smaller. Yes. What would you use other than the women's soccer to put in there? Paralympics. Would it be an outdoor or indoor facility? Outdoor. Outdoor facility. You could bring the Paralympics. You could bring uh, comedians. You could bring like a a nice, tight 10,000-seat venue somewhere else in the city. David Gilbert's really good at what he's doing, so... Could he, I'm saying, would he be here he would, he would, and he would fill love, it up? He would fill that thing up. Okay. So there's a lot of balls in the air right now, is what I'm saying. All right. There's a lot of people getting in. I'm sure you can get in during Baskin and Phelps. 10-15, got the podcast coming up live. Daryl's going to be on with them as well to talk about this. 923thefan923thefan.com. Coming up tomorrow, Spencer German Potato Salad will join me. We will do the show from 6 to 10. It will be a good show. Make sure you are listening. Does Spencer have any grenades that he plans on bringing? They're not as big as Lloyd's grenades. Lord Almighty. I already have the microphone off and the headphones off. You've woken up the sleeping giant that is Jason Lloyd. For Big Country, for Jeff, for Double Up. For Big Country, for Jeff, for Mitch. For the Slippery Wizard, Anthony Lima. Didn't put my feet on the table. For Jason. Wow, congratulations. You did a full day's work. Well done. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. Hey, sounds good.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 